talk about how to stop annoying your website visitors. Because from my lens, I have been building sites online since 2007. And it's been wild to sort of watch the evolution of the website experience into what it involves with today. So there's all these different privacy, uh, the, the different privacy notices and uh, ways to try to entice the visitors of your website to make some kind of a conversion, follow you on social media, sign up for your email newsletter. Uh, but most of these websites are, it's come a long way to make them mobile friendly to load in under 10 seconds. It probably should be cut in half. Three to five seconds is really what you want to aim for. But if we can get it under 10 seconds for the majority of websites, then that is a a huge goal that we would have not have seen 10 years ago on the web. And then there's also, you should have some way of focusing on, on how that user should be able to communicate with you as the site owner directly, filling out a contact form and they follow you on social media. These are all different evolutions that have happened since I've been building sites online in 2007. But nowadays, it's too many features. So let's talk about all of the ways that you're probably annoying your visitors when they come to your website and then the things that you should do instead. Because in reality, you have with everybody's shortened attention spans, you have about three seconds in order to get that person's attention span locked in on what you want them to do. And so when you're bombarding them with a bunch of different notifications, the second they arrive, you're deviating from the very thing that you want the visitor to do in the first place. So let's go ahead. If you're doing any of these things, let's break down some things that you should not be doing. Because I thought this tweet that came from Andy Budd on a typical website visit in 2022 was hilarious because it's indicative of exactly what a lot of folks experience online as soon as they arrive to a website. The first one is figure out how to decline all but essential cookies. The second one is close the support widget asking if you need help. Then the third option is stop the autoplaying video. The fourth option is close the subscribe to our newsletter pop-up. And then five, try to remember why I came here in the first place. So a few of these that really stick out to me and... They're more of my pet peeves as soon as I arrive on a site. And I, for just from experience of putting these on other people's sites, you know, just trying to point you in the right direction of which of these that you should actually have on your site and which ones you don't need to have on your site and which ones you can put on your site in a slightly different way. So that part there, that really that second one that we talked about was close the support widget asking if I need help. These are typically seen in chatbots that are on a variety of different websites. Really, the only big use case for them are some of the bigger retailers, some of the bigger companies like an AT&T if you're reaching out for support on your bill or, or another, you know, maybe e-commerce company, a larger e-commerce company like an Amazon where you're ordering frequently from them. That's where a chatbot makes sense. But if you notice on a lot of those different sites, they don't have the chat box as a pop-up immediately when you arrive on their site. They have it tucked away under their customer support section as an option in order to reach out to their customer support. So you can either call, you can either email, you can fill out a form, or you can chat with someone immediately. That's the more appropriate way to take this. Now, I will say that I have expressed my hatred of chat boxes uh, or chat box, really chat features on any website in the past. And what I have heard from other logistics professionals is that they use the chat box for their website as content ideas. So usually when somebody comes to their site, they'll enter in something into the chat box and they 
I don't know if they actually have somebody that's monitoring the chat 24-7. I highly doubt they probably do. But he mentioned that what he does is that he takes those whatever is submitted into the chat box and uses it as content inspiration for the future. I think that that's definitely a good use case. But you can also accomplish this by just adding a search feature to your site and then tracking what users are searching for on the site. That's personally what I do. I hate chat boxes, especially if you work in any kind of like logistic sales or or at a 3PL, 4PL, any of those things. Because what happens is that if you add this to your site, then you have to have somebody from your customer service team, especially in the, the brokerage floor area, that has to sign into that chat box too. And they have to actively be assigned to use it in order to answer whoever is submitting questions, you know, where's my load? Uh, can, can I get a quote on this shipment? You have to have somebody that's actually monitoring that chat box in order for it to be worth anything. Otherwise, you're just annoying your visitors with another pop-up, something that they have to X off of before they actually see what they want to see. So that's why I'm anti-chat box. So then let's go into the next one which is stop the auto-playing video. That was another one that was mentioned on here. And I don't know why in 2022, we have videos and audio that immediately auto-play whenever you arrive to a site. It doesn't... It's completely annoying. It's completely unnecessary. And it... I, I don't really know of a really good use case for this to actually happen. You should actually give that control over to your users in order to play a video. Otherwise, what they're doing is when they arrive on the site, they're searching for wherever the sound is coming from. And if you're like me, you're just going to mute the tab and just not worry about where the sound is coming from. So you're you're getting artificial plays and artificial listens on something that is annoying your users. And then the fourth option that he talked about, close the subscribe to our newsletter (sighs) pop-up. I cannot stress this enough. Stop asking users to sign up for your content email newsletter the second they arrive on their site. It it doesn't do anything except for annoy your visitors. Now, if you want to create a pop-up that shows on an exit intent. And now what that means is as there's certain email software that when you're on a website, it won't show the email sign up right away. What you'll do is they'll hop, the tracking software will hop, will notice the different mouse movements. So if the mouse movement goes in the direction that somebody is going to X off of that page, then the pop-up newsletter comes up. Sign up for a newsletter before you lose that visitor. I have heard and seen good conversion metrics on that particular use case. But if you're serving up a pop-up the second someone arrives or within a few seconds of someone arrives, you haven't even given them a chance to digest the content that they came there to see. So that's another way that you're annoying your audience. And then it just leads to the last one that was mentioned on that tweet is that this person, after all that they've gotten, they've X out of all of the different pop-ups that you've shown them, they try to remember why they were on your site to begin with. And so these are just a few different things of of how you're annoying website users. And so let's talk about a few things that you should be adding to your site. And the first thing is if you're selling a product, whether it's tangible or intangible, if it's a digital product or if it's a service, you don't make the mistake of not listing a price on your site. You want to be able to pre-qualify all of the users that are coming to your site. And if your product, let's say your product or your service is thousands of dollars, do you really want to be attracting small business owners to your site and then having your sales team waste time on sales calls with them and knowing that it's completely out of their budget? 
pre-qualify them by adding the price to your site. And if it's a variable price, you can always list that this price, you know, for this product or this service starts at XYZ. And then that way you are pre-qualifying anybody that comes to the site in order to to not waste your sales team time. And that's the last thing you would want them to do is to spend a lot of time on having these calls and these conversations with folks who just don't, they simply don't have it in their budget. So let them know ahead of time of where this pricing is starting out or just the direct price of what you're offering. You'd be surprised at how often folks will just simply, if they see the price already and the option to buy it, if they are ready to buy, they will make that purchase directly on your site. I know this from personal experience of the products that I have on my site. Some of them are priced fairly high for what I, I would I would consider as a high price, but the value is there and I've communicated the value of that particular product and they buy it. They buy it right directly on the site, never booking a meeting, never having a call. So I think that that is where a lot of folks are messing up by not putting pricing on their site. I would also, this is one of the best things that you can add to your site. And I don't know why more companies are not doing this, but add a field to your forms. On your website form, you have to add a field that says, how did you hear about us? And the reason you want to do this is because most software, especially marketing software, attribution software is incorrect whenever they tell you about where a lead comes from or where a conversion is coming from. Nine times out of 10, somebody is going to find out about your company, go to Google, search your company name, and then they're going to convert that way. An attribution report would tell you that that conversion came from organic search. But if you add this field to your forms, especially during the purchase uh, purchase options or book a demo options or book a meeting with our team options, if you add that form, add it in as a free text field, make it required. It does not diminish the amount of people who will convert on that form. If they're ready to buy one little form, one little box on the form is not going to stop them from converting. You add it as a free text form, meaning you're not going to put a drop down. You're not going to put a checkbox. You're going to make sure that somebody can freely type in exactly where they heard about your company and how they came to make a conversion on your site. It's the most powerful thing, free thing that you can add to your site. It would take a developer 15 minutes to add to it. And the enormous amount of feedback and information that you get from it is invaluable. I cannot stress this enough. I did an entire segment on it in a previous show. Check the show notes if you're listening on the podcast format where you can listen to that particular episode that talks about this study that has gone into how did you hear about us? It's the simplest thing that you can add to your website. And it's so, so insanely powerful. A few more tips before we get into our first interview. Your About Us page is more important than you think. My data or my clients' data and just general data that I see online, the About Us page is the second most trafficked page on your site. So if a visitor is arriving to your site, maybe they don't know about you. Maybe they come in through the homepage. Maybe they come in through a podcast or a blog article or you know an ebook, um, you know, whatever kind of offering that you have online. They're coming to your site and then they're going to your About Us page next because they want to know a little bit about you and who they possibly could be doing business with. So make sure that that About Us page tells a good story. They can have different ways to follow someone. It's also a good place to add an email subscribe option on that page as well, just in case they're not ready to make that formal commitment to your business, but they want to hear more. So that next step for them is they're checking out your About Us page. They see you're active on social media. So either they're going to follow you on social media or they will sign up for your email newsletter. So that is a good one. And also, 
Less is more. I am learning this the hard way. As a content-heavy website, I feel like I, my own personal website, Digital Dispatch, is one that I have so much content that it's almost, I feel like it's almost overwhelming for the audience whenever they arrive to the site. And this is particularly sure or particularly true for a lot of other companies, especially if you're content heavy. If you're not content heavy, then you don't have to worry necessarily about this. But I would always suggest that less is more because remember going back to the first thing that we talked about, you want to make sure that that pathway to conversion is very simple fifth grade simple. And that that way, when somebody comes to your site, they learn a little bit more about you. And then that pathway to conversion, whether to sign up for an email newsletter or to follow you on social media is made crystal clear. And then also that primary conversion that is the real moneymaker, book a demo, book a sales meeting with us. Those are the primary conversions that you want to make sure that that is fifth grade simple for all of the visitors that come to your site. And then for God's sakes, test the form on your site. You want to make sure that you have a proper functioning forms because you've spent all of this hard work. You spent all of this time for somebody to arrive to your site. You're not annoying them. They're ready to convert. And then they go to the form and the form doesn't work. So just make sure that you are regularly secret shopping your own site. Make sure you're you're secret shopping your own mobile experience. That's another big one because a lot of times your your website is checked in a desktop environment. Whereas there are mistakes that happen or layout decisions that are made with a desktop in mind that doesn't necessarily translate to the mobile experience. So make sure that you are not only secret shopping your website forms, but also secret shopping the mobile experience of your own website and seeing if there's some tweaks that you can make there in order to make the transition from having someone become a visitor to having somebody follow you on social media and then ultimately, hopefully, become a customer. So those are all of my tips on treating your website as a conversion metric and also as a sales tool. Your website can really be that final sort of nail in the coffin for your sales team in order to answer all of the questions that a prospect may have before they actually decide to do business with you or decide to book a meeting with you. So use your website as a sales tool and follow all the rest of those tips and you will stop annoying your audience. So let's go ahead and bring I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Digital Dispatch Podcast. And if you did like it, I would love if you could rate and review the show on Apple or Spotify. It'll take you like two minutes of your time, but it helps a ton for a creator like me to be able to show that review like a badge of honor. And it also helps the show get discovered by others. If you'd like to see more of my work, head on over to digitaldispatch.io. I've got some new content collections under the resources tab for folks who are freight brokers, truckers, carriers, freight agents, and also a best of collection for how to fix your website and how to fix your marketing. It's all completely free. And again, that tab is under resources over on the digitaldispatch.io website. The website also includes some links to our social media accounts along with my products and services in case any of that is of interest to you. Once again, my name is Blythe Bremley and I thank you for sharing your attention with me today. Until next time, have a magical day.